GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. It's set to be a musical podcast today as Gibraltarian jazz musician Ellie Macias will join us, as will the four-piece alternative band Cedar. Ellie Macias is in Gibraltar doing weekly flamenco fiesta shows at the Queen's Picture House. And Cida, who have been impressing local crowds recently, are taking their music to London, Leeds, Manchester and across the UK this month. And we'll speak to the alternative four-piece band ahead of that tour. Well, three of them will be here, Daryl, Harry and Patrick. And Patrick has promised to bring his guitar, so stick around for that. We'll also tell you about Jib Talks, the ninth edition took place this weekend. 15 speakers delivering a range of 15-minute talks. The organiser, Julian Felice, will be here. But first, a monkey has been spotted in La Linea, and it's suspected that it's a Barbary macaque that crossed the frontier by jumping over the fence, and uh, he's currently sitting on a roof not too far from the frontier at the time of recording this podcast. We'll get the latest from our news editor, Christine Vasquez, who's here to also tell us about the decision by Sir Bob Neill not to stand at the next UK general election. Sir Bob has been the chair of the all-party parliamentary group on Gibraltar since 2016, and he says he'll continue to support Gibraltar in any way he can in the future. Yes, Sir Bob has been the the leader of the chairman of the all-party Gibraltar group in Parliament. I never quite know how to say that group because it keeps changing names. It does. the all-party. Um, so, yes, leading a lot of the lobbying for Gibraltar, supporting Gibraltar, making sure that Gibraltar is heard in commons, uh, promoting it. And he has been... Uh, very uh, prominent within the the conservatives he was he it's 50 years he says since he started as a conservative councillor but of course he's been a minister he's been the vice chairman of the party and for the last nine years the chair of the justice select committee so certainly a very strong voice defending Gibraltar in parliament and so he has decided to call it a day his wife, Anne-Louise, suffered a stroke. He says that she supported, she supported him throughout his career and now it's payback time and time to spend time with the family and look after her. Well, I'm very confident that my party will, will, will retain uh, the, the seat that I hold uh, and I very much hope that we'll have a, a candidate in place very soon. And I'm going to make sure that whoever they are, uh, they're a strong supporter of Gibraltar because I'm determined that we carry on that tradition. But it's a personal thing. I'm 100% behind the Prime Minister. I shall be out campaigning for him uh, at the general election. But I do think it's just time to spend a bit more time with the family and maybe some of my other interests back in the law and other areas. So it's uh, a, a change of direction rather than completely uh, hanging up of, uh, of the clocks, if you like. OK, so looking after number one, and that's, of course, Gibraltar. Will you carry on defending us? Absolutely. Um, Gibraltar is sort of a, a, a joint number one. You know, I, I, I said that when I spoke to some of your colleagues, G G Gibraltar is a second home to us. Uh, so uh, I'll be out here again, I hope certainly in the next uh, couple of months. Um, we'll be keeping in touch very closely. I'll be continuing as chair, uh, I hope as chair of the APPG until the end of this parliament. 
so we'll be banging the drum, particularly uh, given how important it is perhaps over the next few weeks or months uh, to get, uh, hopefully, uh, a deal done in relation to our arrangements with Spain and the EU. Sir Bob Neill, who won't be contesting the next UK general election. So, Christine, I suppose uh, that the all-party parliamentary group on Gibraltar will uh, need a new chair, and that'll likely come from within, uh, somebody who's known to us. Yes, but he, he did tell me that he feels he has plenty of gas in the tank. So, uh, And he will carry on working to the last day, uh, and Parliament is is uh, dissolved. So I think we can expect to hear a lot more from Bob Neill and then afterwards, you know, the supporters always always a little letter in the Times. Good, and sometimes that's uh, very helpful. Um, Christine, we're also reporting as the GBC Newsroom on a monkey having been spotted in La Linea. Um, Spanish press reports suggest that it could be a Gibraltar Barbary macaque. Um, what's the latest on that? Well, it looks like a macaque, and the the first reports that we got were that it that it had been spotted in the park directly opposite the um, the frontier, the Reina Sofia, the Reina Sofia, and then it moved to the Instituto Mendes. I, I can't remember what the oh. institute is called, but people will will know the instituto just on the way towards the Portillo. It's a college, no? Yes, it's a university. Just so it's just opposite um, the Paseo de, de Levante. De, Poniente as well. So just on the entrance. So it is um, hanging around, last spotted on top of the roof of the Instituto. You have Seprona, which is the Guardia Civil's conservation uh, arm, looking for it. Uh, the the Policia Local is... So actually, it's, it seems to be running right. We don't know whether it's actually... Um, left from Gibraltar. We are trying to find out. There is some illegal trade in monkeys. It's possible that this was a domestic pet which has escaped, but but, I mean, it is also possible that it's a macaque that's crossed the frontier. It could have jumped the fence on either side, Western Beach, on on the other side of the fence. If you're jumping the Uh, fence, you don't need to show your red ID card or or have 10 years validity. GBC is investigating whether he did possess a blue uh, ID card and whether his passport had more than 10 right. years. And I'm sure that you'll report back in due course. We uh, <laughs> will. Th- thank you, Christine Vasquez, <laughs> for joining us. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Did you go to Jib Talks this weekend? It was the ninth edition and it proved to be another successful event. Fifteen local guest speakers took to the stage and delivered uh, talks based on a wide spectrum of subjects. And I wonder, uh, organiser Julian Felice is here, I wonder how easy or difficult it is to assemble the cast every year, Julian. I think it's getting easier weirdly because i think you know as you said nine editions now we've had 145 speakers now to speak at jib talks so um people are familiar with it obviously it comes on gbc we've got our youtube channel as well um so people are more and more familiar with um the event um they they see what it's like and you know a lot of people are now kind of taking the plunge really um and and sharing what they want to say so it's just becoming strangely easier, really, to, to, to gather people, yeah. And you have uh, a sort of... I mean, what's the brief? Because we, we, we get um, people who we know talking about things that we didn't know about them, which is o- o- always very engaging. And then we also um, find, I suppose, people who are not so familiar with and, and realise, oh, this guy is really interesting or really smart or has a really great story to share, no? Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we, we're getting a very good mix of that now. Now that the, the event is really established, 
Um, we're getting a good mix of, of, of precisely what you've described. Um, in terms of the people who are a little bit better known, we try to discourage them to um, talk about what they're, you know, what they're best known for. And we want them to kind of show maybe a different side to themselves. That's not essential. It's, it's our preference. It's what we recommend. Um, and, but we do find that most of the speakers uh, tend to follow that recommendation. I think it's, you know, it's, it's also quite almost therapeutic, I think, for, for some individuals to show that there's a different side to maybe what they might, uh, you know, what the public might experience on, on the news or, or in Parliament, say, for example. These are people with, with their own stories as well. And, and it's good that we give them an opportunity to share them. Okay, um, we've got a comment from Bev. Bev says, uh, how the speakers showed such an interest and passion for their subject. Uh, um, as always, Rosa Stengel was fascinating and her commitment was admirable and inspiring to us all. Uh, she was talking about the Simon Parks mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And and, um, and Bev says, Julian was um, very respectful and humorous, oh, holding <laughs> the whole day together. Respectful and humorous. Yeah, might good, tattoo good that on my arm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bev. Thank you for coming and thank you for for your your feedback um yeah it's it's i mean ros ros gave a, a a really fascinating um talk you know ros ros could talk a whole day about this topic that she's mm. researched it so thoroughly um and one thing we really liked about most of our speakers this year is they really kept to that 15 uh, minute um limit um which i think is 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 the main attraction of the event, actually, I think, is the fact that each talk is only 15 minutes long. It moves along um, quickly. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not a massive investment of your time. You're like, oh, I don't know this person very well. I'm not sure I'm interested in, in this particular topic. But uh, it's 15 minutes, so I might as well give it a try. And then you end up learning about all sorts of things and about all sorts of people as well. Um, so I'm glad that it's been received um, so positively. All right. Um, I know that uh, my uh, nine-year-old daughter, uh, who attended, was uh, very interested in um, in Gemma Arias Vasquez's talk, uh, and, and, and I imagine that a lot of people will have been. But uh, it, it seems to have uh, struck an emotional note. No, absolutely. Yes, uh, um, it was very, very emotional talk. Uh, it, it finished the morning session, so it it was kind of like a very poignant, uh, po- um, you know, mood to to end uh, the morning. Um, and what I said in my introduction to uh, Gemma is that um, Gemma's obviously now taking the big step to become a, a public figure. But we almost sometimes forget that public figures are, are humans as well. They have their own stories. And in Gemma's case, it's a very, very powerful story. It's very, you know, it's, it's a very painful story uh, to, to a certain extent. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's so people were able to see a, a vulnerable side to her, maybe a, a human side. And we don't always see that in our politicians. OK, her talk, I've got a little extract from it. Her talk was called The Road to Empathy. I recognise the desperation that takes over when faced with that situation. And I recognise that we, the GHA, have a responsibility to make sure that those in that situation are finding it as seamless as possible. We, as a GHA, are there to care. And I can understand that because that was me. I understand and I want to improve the situation for those who find themselves in it, clinically as far as we can, but also by attending to our people when they're away from Gibraltar, by making sure that they still feel they are part of the GHA, that they feel that their GHA cares whilst they're outside Gibraltar. I started a programme of outreach to all those who are away from Gibraltar to contact them to see if we can assist. I'll go further to change our processes and make the return of all sponsored patients to Gibraltar seamless. I wanted this this job to do these things and to make the GHA better for all of us, especially our children. The experience in Gadis instilled a real sense of purpose to assist and to improve. 
So uh, her experience in Gaddish is talking about giving birth uh, to her second son um, prematurely, yeah. ju- just at an age where he was able to be helped any yeah. any younger, and they may not have been able to. And and I think she, it, it's all obviously it's a very emotional topic, and 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 it was quite a raw talk. In parts, definitely, and you could really kind of um, sense in in the audience. You couldn't, you know, you could hear a pin drop. Really, I think uh, during that talk, especially there was a, a little bit of a gasp when she um, she showed us um, the first photograph that she ever took of of her son, um, uh, which was I think at four weeks, if I remember correctly. And um, just just the emotion of that, it really made the the audience gasp. And 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 then of course it was it was such a joy to see. To see the, the the photographs at the end of her talk of of of, of her with her son, who's now obviously grown up and and, and luckily healthy, um, and um, and and that's what Jib talks is about. You know, we we laugh, we cry, we 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 learn, uh, but above all, we talk, and and I think that's 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 the important thing. All right, you me- mentioned um, Roz Astengol. We've got a, an excerpt of her talk, which was called "Chasing Monsters," and is about her work her journalism to try and um, find out what's happened to the missing sailor, Simon Parks. For many years, knew Simon as the young sailor who disappeared. He didn't even have an identity. He was just a headline. And I thought that was really, really sad. And I'm sure you've all seen interviews with David and Margaret Parks. And Margaret Parks, after the 2019-2020 Trafalgar digs, said that she was really scared that time was running out for them. And that really, really struck me as a mother myself. Can you imagine your child phoning you up, writing you letters, can't wait to come home, Mum, can't wait to see you, Dad, and then he never appears. And what is really devastating is actually when he disappeared, there was a search for him, but then that was it. There was no investigation, and things really went dark. Roz Astengo. Uh, Chasing Monsters was the title of her talk at Jib Talks this weekend. And if you've just joined us, we're here with the organiser, Julian Felisa, who again managed to put together uh, a variety of different speakers um, who, who filled the day and, and uh, I think entertained people uh, at the John McIntosh Hall across Saturday. Uh, if somebody's interest has been piqued by that, Julian, we know that um, those talks have been recorded. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned uh, your, your, your YouTube channel they'll, they'll be broadcast on gbc television as well in that's, full that's correct so yeah we we had the gbc crew film as we do every year uh they'll be broadcast uh, i believe the provisional date might be in march um which is nice which is uh, soon uh our youtube channel uh, is being slowly updated uh, we've still got uh jib talks 2023 to fully upload into Jib the youtube channel but that i think that's good because that will be uh, they're already available online anyway but it, it, it'll, it'll be it'll you know be good we have um obviously plans now for our 10th anniversary uh, we don't want to rock the boat too much with with those plans, but and then um, you don't need to change a successful formula, no? No, well, but we do have some plans. There are a few things that we would like because it's a big event. You know, it's it's it is our tenth our tenth edition, uh, and um, we're not quite sure what those plans are yet. But um, but yeah, we hope that they will, you know, they will prove in, into another another successful event. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. They've. Already impressed local crowds, but is the UK ready for them? Uh, well, time will tell. Cedar uh, are going to take their music to London, Leeds, Manchester, and across the UK this month. Very exciting. Um, normally, a four-piece 
alternative band, but there's yeah. three of you here this afternoon. Uh, I can be number four. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know what. I don't know <laughs> what the. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really easy. You can do it. Yeah. It's fine. yeah okay. Yeah. Play awesome. the middle. Easiest yeah. thing in the world. Can play the bass. <laughs> anyone. 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 <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us, Daryl, Harry, and Patrick. Um, uh, how exciting! Uh, it's like a. It's uh, you know a whole month of playing gigs uh, in different cities with people who have probably never heard your music before. No. Yeah. Or, 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 I mean, some will have, but yeah. some would be there to kind of like. Yeah, and you, I mean, you'll make a first impression. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like obviously new territory for us. Um, I think the UK music scene is something that we've always aimed for. I think our our sound is quite tailored towards sort of like a UK sound. Um, I mean, all of the bands, well, most of the bands that were influenced by are UK based. Um, so yeah, it'll just be a lot of fun. We're playing with a lot of bands over there, which we've played with in Jib, and also some bands which we've never played for with. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's going to be great. And really uh, for somebody who's listening to the interview and hasn't heard Cedar, h- how do you how would you describe your sound? Go on, Harry. I think I would probably describe. Well, that's a good question. I think <laughs> I think I think sometimes we have a hard time doing that ourselves. I, I guess we we call ourselves a post punk band, post punk with a bit of alternative rock in there. Yeah, but we sort of draw influences from a whole range of bands and Queen of the Stone Ages I'm a big fan of Queens of the Stone Age yeah Yeah. I love Queens of the Stone Age but yeah I think in terms of guitar playing I think that's a main influence but generally we've got a lot of influences that we bring into the sound so but indie post-punk that's that's, a little good way of tying it all together And when you when you're going to set out for a whole month, I mean, there's a whole kind of logistical side. Um, uh, apart from like, can you keep it up? Can you perform gig after gig? It's not. It, it, I mean, I'm, 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 it's a serious question. Yeah, no? yeah, like, yeah. I don't think our bodies are ready for it. <laughs> that, that is very much a question that will be answered yeah. uh, in the next few in in the days, next yeah. few weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and might come back different men, or not at all. You know? No, yeah. No, I think I think in terms of like um, musical preparedness, I uh, were were pretty much the most prepared we could be for this. Uh, the other thing is obviously the challenge of eight gigs in ten days. So it is just constant, constant strain and and energy and because you have to, you have to do the setup as well as the performance yeah. and then the derig yeah. and then yeah, yeah. and then the travel yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the drinking thing. as well. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a rehydration. It's too much. Yeah, 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 rehydration. Lots of water. Lots of water. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'll run through the gigs, if that's all right. Yeah, please, please. Uh, so yeah, so actually this Friday we're playing sort of like a warm-up uh, show in El Cadesa, in Harry's Bar. So if anyone wants to catch us before we leave uh, this Friday in El Cadesa, then it's, we're... It's the opening of that night for that bar as well, so it stands to be a, a raucous one. Well. Yeah, yeah. Then we're starting off in London on the 15th in Camden Assembly. Then we're playing in Leeds, Northern Guitars, Manchester, Lion's Den... Liverpool, heebie-jeebies, Huddersfield, Parish, Dive Bar, um, Bristol, Exchange Basement, Brighton, The Brunswick, London, The Start in Shoreditch, and then back in Jib on the 8th of March where we're uh, supporting The Clockworks. Um, which is going to be a just a banging night. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, the tickets are going really, really quick for that. Actually, it's um, sort of on the way of selling out, really. Where's the gig? 
in Boyd's. Boyd's, Boyd's again. Yeah. Y- y- um, it went well for you, no? Boyd's um, I, when I, you played I, there yeah, recently? It's a brilliant that went venue. terrifically well. It yeah. went really well. We really loved the, the response from the crowd on that one. Yeah, yeah. and we, yeah. Got to, we got to kind of make the whole stage our own, like, style, and we messed around, got some furniture in, and just made it really, like, comfy, uh, which is something that I think the band that we played with, uh, Final Mundo, really appreciated, was that we actually put in that personal touch for that gig, and it made it more special to us yeah and i mean you guys i mean you, you've played a fair <coughs> amount no, of, of gigs i mean you're, you're 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 sort of working hard as it were no but um mm-hmm. i think there are you're still reaching new people in gibraltar like i, I think i told you daryl that a friend of mine who loves music said like i'd heard them like on the hub and stuff but like to hear them live they're they're really good like really really <laughs> good live he's too kind appreciate that yeah i yeah. think we put a lot of emphasis on our live performance to be honest um i think well, I mean, one of the bands that I'm most influenced by, Foles, they're, like, amazing, amazing recorded, yeah. but when you watch them live, it's, like, a whole other experience, you know? So I think that's something we aim to do in general. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an area that we really still want to develop in. We've got lots of work to do, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep making energetic sets for the people of Jib and around, so... I mean, you're having fun, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean... Yeah. Absolutely. Time of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I suppose as long as you're having fun, it'll it'll continue to flow. No? Mm. The music, you, oh, you'll absolutely. keep on looking for gigs. You, you'll be booked for gigs because people will see you having fun and will have fun yeah. with you at the gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna you, we're gonna be treated to something are live, Patrick. Are we? Or? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I can find my pick. Okay. Um, talk us through what uh, what what are we. What are we expecting? Okay, so I believe Patrick's playing a song called It's Not Right, um, which is usually a song that we open the set with, which is kind of just like something to sort of amp up the crowd. It's got big energy for the opener. Uh, But Pat's kind of like toned it down a little bit. uh, All right. Awesome. Well, this is Patrick Murphy. Alone or...? or? He's alone. He's he's flying solo. Flying solo. solo. Okay. Patrick of Cedar, playing live for us on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC television. Thank you. <laughs> Do I need to put it down here so you hear the Yeah, well? yeah, that's okay. probably all. Justify the means I never thought Feel like this But I'm perplexed by A side of you I've never seen It's not right I can't do it If I could fight, then I could do it, yeah. Sharing space 
But there's another bed you're sleeping on And if this house was built with snow then You know if there's no leak there's something wrong It's not right I can't do it Excellent stuff. Thank you. Um, there you go. Patrick Murphy of the band Cedar playing for us live on Radio Gibraltar and also on GBC Television. Um, thank you so much. Uh, you. Is it difficult to just turn it on like that? Or? Uh, yeah, because I didn't practice for that. Smashing jobs. Nobody could tell. Didn't know which one to play really. So. I was like, well. Uh, <laughs> I'm really privileged to, to have that played oh, live for you. us. Thank you so much, Patrick. And uh, we wish the band uh, the best of luck in the UK. And uh, a quick reminder then, Daryl, before we head off, um, you, you've got a, a gig uh, on either side that people might attend locally. Yeah, you know? yeah. so this Friday we're playing in Alcadesa and Harry's Bar. Then we go on tour. And then when we come back on the 8th of March, we're opening for the Clockworks. And Nicolai Celestia is also opening with us with his whole band, which is going to be Beautiful. amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's a Boyd's. So yeah, that's a Boyd's, yeah. And tickets on buytickets.gi. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Well, we wish you every success. Um, I don't know how you're going to manage it because it's a really rammed schedule, but um, I'm sure you're going to have lots of fun in mm -hmm. the process. We'll give it a good good try. We'll and, and hopefully yeah. we'll see a video or two, a little snippet, no, from of the tour? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be posting regularly, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Well, a um, uh, quick plug on, on Instagram, yeah, Facebook. Cedar the Band on Instagram. 
just Cedo on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram because that's kind of like our main sort of base. Main platform. Well, we yeah. wish you every success and hope that you uh, continue to enjoy your music and, uh, and make the most of this tour of the UK. Thank you for coming Thank in, you. guys. Great. Thank you Cheers. so much. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Thank you. This is uh, Gibraltar today. We're going to stick with the musical theme. Uh, we've been talking to Cedar and um, returning to the rock last week uh, for the first time in a while uh, is somebody who uh, you might have heard used to play jazz nights a while ago at the Elliott Hotel. Uh, he's featured at the Jazz Festival and uh, he's now doing weekly flamenco fiesta shows. Last week's was sold out. I'm talking about Eli Macias who sounds a little like this. <laughs> Eli Macias, the sound of uh, Eli Macias. Uh, just a little sample there. He's uh, He won uh, a top 10 Billboard magazine choice award for his album Brooklyn Days. He's shared the stage and recorded with many of today's leading jazz and world music greats and uh, it's uh, an absolute privilege to welcome him into the studio um good afternoon to you ellie uh thank you so much he's just uh, uh if you're watching us on gbc television you can see that he's uh, just uh, kindly brought in his guitar as well <laughs> just in case i don't know <laughs> see what happens <laughs> yeah uh, well you gotta get some weapons you know <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, um, uh, a sold-out show last week uh, at the Picture House, which is, uh, is a lovely venue. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the theme, Flamenco Fiesta. So, yeah, the theme is uh, during the pandemic, I, I, I started to go deep into flamenco. You know, you got time on your hands. So I was like, well, and then once, once I jumped into it, I started to kind of get deeper and deeper. And before you know it, I was, I was hooked I was hooked on flamenco. It's 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 amazing. No, I mean, it's, the music is so um, passionate and 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 raw. Uh, you you've been in you've been playing in Gadis recently, and 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 sort of in the in the area of Andalusia. That was the, yeah. The, originally, I did I I did I started through you know kind of bringing some jazz into it. So I did a record with some friends from that are mostly in Chiclana around Cadiz, the Cadiz area. We, we have this band called Cadiz Blue. Cadiz Blue, yeah. And with a singer called Maria La Monica and some good friends, David Leon, who's been a friend of mine. He's also like a jazz slash flamenco, like a world drummer. He's a fantastic musician. So that was through that. We we did that record. And then uh, we actually we were going to bring that band to the States. And then the pandemic hit. We had like a whole tour lined up and everything for that June, July. So we had to cancel everything and everything's been on hold since then. So but, uh, d- d- it gives me a prompt. Uh, you, you sort of were born in Gibraltar. You've spent time in New York as well as in in Andalusia, no? I mean, in recent years. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up here. I, I grew up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was born and, and bred here. Grew up here, and then around when I was around 18 years old, then I left. I went to Israel for a few years. I went. I lived in Boston. I went to Berkeley College of Music over there for a few years, and then from there we moved in '94. Uh, we moved to New York City, and then we lived. We were in Brooklyn for about 25 years. So and, your your music has been shaped, I suppose, by your life experiences, no? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, mainly I'm a jazz musician, really. That's That's been my passion from, from the beginning. Through rock, you know, through growing up here, we had the rock bands and the whole thing, the Led Zeppelin, you know, the whole... <laughs> 
that's the path, you know, that's yeah. the gateway. <laughs> well, I suppose Led Playing Zeppelin, rock guitar, you yeah. know. Led Zeppelin very much like loved the, the, the sort of the pure musical genres, you know, and they loved bringing in a little bit of, of different Yeah, a little genres. bit. Yeah, Jimmy Page was also like a real blues guitarist and studio musician, so they had, you know, they were pulling from different, different, there's, there's, there's a following, except that jazz requires several years of of some serious homework and a lot of practicing and yeah. listening to a lot of jazz and it's a it's a very it's a it's a long process but through that i found the connection into flamenco all yeah. right well um i'm conscious that uh, you've brought in your guitar and, and 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 i could talk to you for a long time but i don't want to eat into potential playing time <laughs> do you think we could tempt you to 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 use your your weapon of choice yeah i'll play a little bit uh a little bit of the... I must say, Elliot, I'm just remembering fondly that uh, you played a few sessions at the Elliot Hotel um, some years back, which I, which I loved. Yeah, I was just... there on Thursday, actually, last Thursday. Just last... Oh, yeah. you're back? Oh, brilliant. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be there, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Again. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, and um, we'll remind people about when they can catch you at the Picture House. But um, first, Ellie Macias, live on Radio Gibraltar and GBC Television. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, warm up a little bit. Warm up a little bit. Lovely. Amazing. Just mesmerizing. No? I mean, yeah. how, do you do, how do you do that? Do you, have you ever thought about joining a post-punk band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the name is Cedar. <laughs> just yeah, takes just, a little to warm up. Like Bagger would say about 20 minutes minimum just to kind of warm up. <laughs> really? 
Well, but, um, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that it's not sort of what of, you uh, normally do, just turning it on like that. Yeah. But, um, but it gives Incredible. anybody who hasn't heard you a, a real insight into uh, yeah. your amazing talent and uh, the beautiful yeah. music that you play. And they can enjoy it at the Queen's Picture House. Um, and yeah, we're playing there this Wednesday... Uh, this Wednesday, those open at seven. I think they're having like a whole Spanish yeah. theme with like tapas, and and then we're playing the first set at eight, and then second set around nine. And then I'm bringing in uh, a, f- a friend of my guitarist who's actually he played on my on the the Cadiz Blue record is Antonio Martin, who's been a bit kind of like my guitar mentor yeah. <laughs> from Algeciras. And uh, and then this singer from Algeciras is fantastic flamenco singer called Rafael Rafael Elele nice yes, and he's he's coming to join us and then we we also last week there was just the three of us but this week we bring in two Palmeiros they, it's like a whole career actually knowing how to clap for flamenco it's, it's I can super imagine. complicated yeah. wow so so <laughs> these two guys are coming yeah something special then at uh, at the Queen's Picture House this Wednesday and, and congratulations to you for for pulling in those those artists from uh, from, from across Andalusia as well for that I'm sure it's going to be really really good fun uh, Eli Macias yeah. thank you so much for joining thank us you. and for for bringing that music my pleasure and thank you again to to Cedar for for being here and for sticking around cool thank you thank you very much Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kellyanne Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.